Welcome to the Frugal Family Home Podcast, where my goal is to help you be more intentional with your time, your money, and your life. I'm your host, Shelly Olson from frugalfamilyhome.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Frugal Family Home Podcast. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about cooking. Now, whether you like to cook or you don't like to cook, there is some things you can do to make it easier to cook at home. Now, I am a really big advocate for cooking at home because when you cook at home, you can save a lot of money. And so if the process is even easier to do, then you're more likely to cook at home and not eat out and save money. So let's get started. I have 10 tips today to help streamline your cooking. The first one is to prepare to cook. Now you might not think about this when you're getting ready to do a DIY project or a craft project, you get everything ready. You get it out, you get it set up, you get all your tools you need. Well, you want to do the same thing as that when you cook. And so you want to Pull back your hair. If you have long hair like I do, you want to pull it back, get it out of the way. You want to take off any dangling necklaces or jewelry that could get in the food or get food stuck in it. It's not fun to clean it up. And put on an apron to keep your clothes clean. And make sure you have some comfortable shoes or slippers to put on your feet because if the cooking process takes about half an hour to an hour, your feet are going to get tired and having shoes or slippers on or even a memory foam mat to stand on will help. The second tip I have is to get familiar with your recipe. I don't know how many times that I've just grabbed a recipe and I think I know what I'm doing and I just start and then I end up forgetting something or not doing the process quite right and it doesn't turn out that great. So what you want to do is you want to read your recipe first and read it more than once. So you have an idea of exactly the process you need to take to get the recipe done. And then you'll know when you have breaks for it just to be cooking on its own or if you're going to need to stand there and stir it, things like that. You'll be prepared for The next tip, number three, is to prepare ahead of time as much as you can. You want to cut up your vegetables, wash your fruit, and get as much ready before you start cooking. I know when I am having a busy day and it's going to be busy at dinner time, I try to do my um, meal prep a little bit ahead, either the night before or sometime during the day, like right after lunch, after I clean up the the lunch dishes, I go ahead and I prep all of our vegetables and fruits for dinner. So if we're having a stir fry, I will cut up all the vegetables and them into containers in the refrigerator. I'll make sure I have the meat out and thawing or it's already thawed. If I need to make a marinade, I'll make that, put the meat in. Just do those little things so when you're ready to cook dinner, it's a much quicker process. And another way to prep ahead is to, if you have a bunch of small dishes or things like that, you can pre-measure everything out. So all you have to do is grab it and dump. And when you do this ahead of time and have it all ready, you're less likely to forget an ingredient. Another way to be sure you don't forget an ingredient is to get all the ingredients out and put them on the counter if you have room. 
And then as you add each ingredient to the recipe, you put it back. I do this a lot when I'm baking to make sure I don't forget things like baking powder or the salt or or, um, other ingredients that might be easy to forget. I've forgotten to put baking powder into my cornbread recipe once and it turned out pretty bad. It was just barely edible. So little things like that are important. And so make sure to have them either out all on the counter and put them away as as you use them or prep them ahead so you have everything ready to go and you can just add it to the recipe. Another thing that can really streamline your cooking process is to have like items together in one area of the kitchen. And so if you have... All of your oils together, like olive oil, canola oil, sesame seed oil, all those things in one spot. When you need them, you just go and grab them. All of the seasonings are in another spot because more than likely in a recipe, you're going to need more than one herb or seasoning to work with. And having them all together, you can grab them at one time and not have to be going back and forth between a couple cupboards. Another thing I do is I, for baking, I have a baking station set up in my kitchen. My mixer is there in the corner and then in the cupboard above my mixer is pretty much all of my baking supplies, the flour, the sugar, baking powder, baking soda, salt, everything like that, um, that I'm going to need. And then the only things I have to walk across the kitchen for are is the oil and eggs and butter things in the refrigerator. And it works out well. It really helps to make it so much easier to quickly get a recipe done. Tip number five is to clean as you go. Now, I know as I'm working, as I get to Halfway through the recipe or a quarter through the recipe, I'll look around and I'll wipe up and clean up anything on the counter that is spilled or is messy. I'll put away items that I no longer need and I will put any dirty dishes that are cluttering up the counter into the sink and let them wait um, in the sink while I'm cooking. And then when I have some downtime, like I'm waiting for the recipe to cook or to bake, then I will go over and I will clean the dishes or put them in the dishwasher to just keep the kitchen clean and to clean as I go. So I don't have a huge pile of dishes waiting for me when I'm done. Because that can be really discouraging. You've been cooking, you just want to eat, you're tired, and then you look and then oh no, there's a huge sink of dishes. So if you do a little bit as you go along, it makes the process so much quicker and easier. Number six is to prepare simple meals. Now it's great to have more elaborate meals on the holidays or for special occasions, but for everyday meals, I try to keep it really simple. And a simple meal does not have to be boring. You can make a simple meal of soup And it can be delicious and it can be made in the slow cooker. So it's a very easy process. You set it in the morning and it's done when you come home or in the the evening when you're ready to eat. Another simple thing to make is to make a roast or a whole chicken in the oven. You roast it, throw in some potatoes and carrots and let it go. Make a salad and you have dinner ready when the chicken is ready and everything has cooked in one pot. And another type of easy dinner I like to make or a simple meal is a skillet dish where everything just cooks in the skillet 
and it's all done and you have less cleanup to do. And those are usually quick meals that can be done in 15 to 30 minutes. So it's a good option on busy days. And when you make a simple meal, you don't need as many ingredients and the time needed to make them is usually a lot less. Okay, and tip number seven is to make a plan. And what I mean by this is to meal plan your, make a meal plan for your week. And not only make your meal plan, but make your grocery list off of your meal plan. I usually will gather up all my recipes once I've decided what I'm cooking and write down all the ingredients. And then I go around my kitchen and pantry and my freezer and refrigerator, and I mark off the items that I already have and decide how many of the items that are on my list that I need to buy. And that way, I don't forget an ingredient for a recipe because there's nothing worse than working on your recipe and suddenly you don't have one of the main ingredients. And sometimes you can make a substitution, but sometimes you can't. And then you end up running out to the store at the last minute to get an item. Or worse yet, you just give up and go out to eat. And so having making your plan for your meals is important. And then making a good grocery list off of that plan can help you avoid having to run out to the store while you're cooking. Tip number eight is to batch cook. and. I kind of lump batch cooking in with freezer cooking kind of all together. So after you go shopping, you want to prepare as much of the items as you can for the week. If you're going to need cooked ground beef for a couple recipes, go ahead and brown it up now. And then you can package it up in the amounts you need for each recipe and put it in the freezer. So it's ready and waiting. All you have to do is grab it out and thought. Another thing to do is if you were having chicken stir fry, it's a good time just to cut up the chicken, put it in the marinade, put it in the freezer. Then when you're ready to prepare it, you just pull it out, let it thaw, and use it. It makes for a lot easier time when you're making dinner. If you have any recipes that called for shredded chicken, go ahead and cook the chicken up and then shred it And then you can put it in the refrigerator if you're using it in the next day or two. If not, then just freeze it and it's ready to go. It just really, really helps to get dinner done so much easier. It's just so much more convenient. And it only takes a few minutes. And this way you're handling all the raw meat and the raw ingredients at one time and doing it all at once. And there's only one cleanup at that time too. Tip number nine is prepare your sides ahead. So with side dishes in our family, we often have rice or mashed potatoes or roasted potatoes or salad, you know, or fruit, things like that. And I try to prepare those ahead. If I know we're going to be having mashed potatoes for dinner two nights this week, I will cook up enough potatoes for both meals. So the second time I go to prepare it, I just put it in a bowl and heat it up and that's it. If we need rice a couple of nights a week, I'll do the same thing. I will cook all the rice at one time, pull out some for the second recipe, and we'll be set to go much easier the second um, night we're going to be needing that. For salad, it goes the same way. If we want to have salad for a side dish, which we often do because I can find salad at a really good price at our discount grocery store, I will get home 
wash up two or three or four heads of lettuce, spin them in my salad spinner, and then package that lettuce up in a Ziploc bag. And I just kind of press the air out of it. And the lettuce will keep a good week like that and really not go bad. And then I will only have to take the lettuce out, cut it up, put it in a bowl and put the other veggies on top. And you can even prepare the other vegetables for the salad. If you like carrots or celery or olives or cheese, you can get all of that ready ahead of time and and have it ready to go. I don't suggest putting it together with the lettuce or cutting the lettuce until it's time, the day to serve, but you can have all of it in its own little packages and then assemble it right at the time you're going to serve it. It's just better that way. And our last tip, number 10, is to get the family to help. Now, I know sometimes having the kids help actually slows you down, but you know, the time you invest in Helping them learn to help you in the kitchen will pay dividends in the future when they can do it themselves. It just works out great that way. So the little extra time now that you spend teaching them how will pay off in the long run with giving you someone who can actually do it on their own. And get your husband to help. My husband would like to cook and he will help me out if I asked him. I just have to give him direction and tell him what I need him to do, and he can do it too. So don't let the family just sit in the living room looking at their iPads or their phones. Have them come in and help. And this is also good to involve your picky eaters. I have a son who is somewhat of a picky eater. He eats pretty much everything, but there's some things that he is just really picky about. And if I have him help me prepare the food, there is never a complaint about it. It's funny how for a picky eater, if they make it themselves, they seem to want to eat it. And so that might be another way to stop the whining and complaining at dinner time over, I don't like this because they're a picky eater. So those are my 10 tips to help you streamline your cooking process. And I hope you found something that can be helpful to you, something new that you weren't already doing. And I will have all 10 of these listed in the show notes. And you can find the show notes at frugalfamilyhome.com forward slash podcast forward slash 21. And that is it for this episode. And I'm so glad you joined me today. And I hope you listen in next time. Have a great day.